For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Motherhood Unstressed podcast that talks all about the realities of being a mom in today's world, but also gives you practical takeaways for making the ride as fun and stress-free as possible. The way we live life is an art. I'm here to remind you of the power you already have to create a truly beautiful life. Joyce is a wife, mother, nurse practitioner, and brand new mom. In this episode of Motherhood Unstressed, I ask her about her journey into motherhood, issues with conception, working through pregnancy, the labor and delivery process, and what those first few days and weeks of being a brand new mom are really like. Most moms forget how it feels, which is why I'm so thrilled to have Joyce on the show to tell us what it's really like in real time. This episode is for anyone considering having kids, currently pregnant and about to give birth, or just curious about what it's like to be a brand new mom. Enjoy. And if you really enjoy this episode, if it speaks to you, if it resonates with you, don't hesitate to leave me a five-star review and a positive rating. That's how these podcasts get out to more and more people and help more and more moms. Thanks. Well, hi, everybody. I'm here today with Joyce Hendricks. She is actually my sister, but she um, is a brand new mom as well. So she actually gave birth a little over a week ago. So I thought she would be the perfect person to have on here to talk about, you know, the pregnancy, um, delivery, and then what really it is it like to be a new mom um, when you're actually in it. Because I think I know personally for a lot of moms, you know, you, time goes on and you kind of forget the pain points and you forget what it's truly like. So for those of you listening who, you know, are thinking about, you know, having a child or you're pregnant right now and you're just kind of you know, wondering and researching what it's really like and what it's going to be like. Um, Joyce is an awesome person to to give you a firsthand account and to give you an authentic account because she's living it right now. So um, thank you so much for being on and and to share your story. So so why don't we yeah. kick off? Yeah, why don't we kick off with um, just you kind of telling us a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, well, thanks for having me. Uh, and Jax, he's here with me as well, um, <laughs> being good right now. Um, so, I mean, I'm 31 years old and been married for almost two years. Uh, my husband and I have been together for a while, though, probably about eight years. Um, so, you know, the decision to have a child, you know, was definitely something we thought about for a while um, and kind of took our time, you know, coming, you know, coming to terms with and deciding that's what we wanted to do. Um, so, you know, I, I work as a nurse practitioner in oncology, so I have, you know, a healthcare background, but I don't deal with kids. I deal with adults. So my experience with babies and kids thus far has just been, you know, living through my siblings who have kids and friends, you know, that maybe had kids earlier on, um, you know, and just what little I learned over 10 years ago in a semester of nursing school. Wow. Um, 
So this is all still pretty new to me, you know, although some things are, you know, somewhat familiar, but um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, because I think, you know, so many people think, well, you're a nurse, like you, you're used to this stuff. You, you must know everything, but that's not exactly true at all. Like you have your area of focus and that's kind right. of it, you know, like an attorney or any kind of medical doctor, like, you know, what you know, extremely well, but when it comes to this avenue, it's kind of like, you know, you're like the rest of us kind of starting out fresh. Right. Like you may be familiar with some of the lingo that they might use or tests or, you know, things that might be checking for like when you're pregnant and then after the fact, but, you know, actually taking care of an infant and, you know, being comfortable with that, you know, is not Mm -hmm. a given just because you work in healthcare and you, you know, are a nurse. (laughs) So going back to when you guys were deciding to have kids and your husband has been awesome, I hear, just t- taking care of Jackson and, and really going all in. Um, I mean, did you, did you always know that you wanted to have kids and have a family? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, as you know, we come from a family of six and, you know, we have four siblings total. Um, so, you know, I never really ever doubted that, you know, I would ever not want to have a child. Um, even more than one child, you know, actually. So this was always something that he and I both wanted and were always, in a sense, planning for. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a matter of, you know, you know, they always say, oh, you'll know when you know, you know, when you want to go ahead and do it. But it wasn't even an, an easy decision to make. You know, we were pretty settled in our careers and our, our home life. But actually making that decision still wasn't the easiest thing, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, such a life-changing thing. Um, But ultimately, you know, we both were like, well, this is what we want. You know, we don't want to wait till, you know, we don't want to wait too long, you know, because we want (laughs) to do it, you know, while we're still fairly young um, and can keep up with these little ones. But um, yeah, it was always something that we both wanted. So it was just a matter of trying to figure out when would be the best time. And then did the actual like conception process, not to make you go into too much detail, (laughs) did it actually, did it take longer than you expected, shorter (laughs) than you expected? I know for me personally, it took us with Nash an entire year to conceive, which completely shocked me. I mean, I went through high school and college, like petrified. I was going to get pregnant just by looking at someone. So the fact that it took me an entire year to actually conceive was really for me disheartening and surprising. So was it, was it like that for you guys? I think not for him, you know, I think he was just kind of, you know, laid more laid back about the process. Um, You know, I was initially, but then, you know, it took us ultimately four months to get pregnant, which, you know, when you look at, you know, statistics, that's not a long time, but when you're in it and you're trying and it's something that you really want and it doesn't happen, you know, a month, another month goes by and then you have to wait, you know, for the window of opportunity and, you know, honestly, I kind of started to feel like, okay, I know it's only been three months, but like, what's wrong with me? Like I was working Mm -hmm. out and eating right and doing all the right things, you know, physically, you know, to help just keep my body in tip top shape to make it happen. And when it continued to not happen, you know, those first few months, I kind of felt like a failure. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, why is this not happening? You know, I really kind of thought that, yeah, that it would happen fairly quickly, you know, but I know that's not realistic, you know, looking back, but 
Um, Did you use any kind of like tools, like ovulation calculators or like? Yeah, you know, I had a couple apps that I used just to kind of track things. Um, and then I had started to use like those ovulation predictor sticks uh, initially. Yeah. But after a while, like I just got so sick of using them because, you know, half the time they were, you know, saying that I wasn't ovulating. You know, I was just kind of frustrated with the process. And mm. after the third month, going on the fourth month, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm just like kind of so drained even just thinking about this. Um, and I just kind of didn't didn't really care as much. And I was like, we were like making plans to like get a dog and like do all this other stuff, mm-hmm. um, take trips. And that's the month that it happened. So I know you it's hear kind that of a lot. Yeah, I know, right. I know. But it, it that's really what happened to us. Like, and I think it was just mostly me like mentally – kind of unplugging from the situation and just mm-hmm. going with the flow. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in um, nutrition school and they, they emphasize so much about the mind-body connection and how powerful that really can be. You know, even in the case of placebos, you know, how pain can, can show that it's being reduced. And, you know, so yeah, it's, absolutely. It, makes, it makes sense that, you know, once you started to relax, everything started to relax and function normally. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely. So what was your pregnancy like? Was it, you know, fairly simple? Were you kind of thrown for a loop? Um, um, what was that process like? Early on, it was okay. And then I kind of hit, a, you know, a period in the first trimester of really bad fatigue and then really bad, like, nausea and vomiting. Um, so for someone like me, you know, I was still, you know, trying to work out like normal and do everything normally. Like that was difficult, um, because that definitely slowed me down, um, you know, and just feeling well enough to do certain things that I had been doing. Um, and then working full time too, you know, you're trying to keep up with all of that. Um, and that was a little difficult, but then that subsided. And I would say the second trimester went really well. Um, no issues. Um, and then third trimester, just, you know, kind of started getting more and more uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. the bigger that you get. Um, but still, you know, no, no pain and no nausea, nothing like that. But I did start to get a little more tired towards the end for sure. Right. Of course. Do you feel like, you know, your mind worked as quickly as before? Did you kind of have that like pregnancy brain fog? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I really don't think so. It was just like, I would sleep really well, but then I would still like, I would be at work and be like, I could freaking go to sleep right this second. Like it was just kind of a constant thing. Right. But I didn't feel like any more forgetful or, you know, anything like that. Well, that's good for your patience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so tell us a little bit about, um, your labor and delivery experience. Um, had you put a lot of had you put a lot of research into labor beforehand or what was your take on it? Cause I know women do it a million different ways. What was your story? Um, so, I mean, I didn't do like extensive research on it. You know, I had, you know, been able to witness like both vaginal and cesarean deliveries back in school. So I kind of had an idea of like what the process entailed, um, you know, during pregnancy, we actually, my husband and I, um, met with Odula on several occasions just for basically kind of like childbirth like classes and, um, you know, just to kind of get prepared. Cause you know, he has no experience with babies whatsoever. He's the oldest of two boys. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And this is the first grandchild for his family. So he really has had no contact with little kids um, or infants for that matter. So we decided to meet with a doula just to kind of get, you know, a little more versed and familiar with things, um, which I thought was helpful. Um, But I think for me, in terms of like researching like labor and delivery, it was just more important to kind of be aware of, okay, this could potentially happen and this is what would need to be done. You know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't go into it with a specific birth plan or, you know, okay, I have to deliver this way because, you know, this is what I believe, or this is what I think would be the best thing. Right. Um, you know, it, it, I just kind of tried to keep an open mind because, you know, honestly, like having a medical background, you know, that crap can happen and mm-hmm. things don't always go the way that you want. So, you know, you kind of have to be prepared going in to just kind of go with the flow, which is basically what I was trying to do ultimately. Well, and I think that's such a great, you know, mental state for the journey of motherhood. I mean, you, you want things to go a certain way and, you know, in your heart of hearts, you know, that stuff can happen and, you know, life can completely change in a second. So I think to have that mentality going into the delivery process is actually really indicative of, you know, how successful you're going to be as a mother. Um, I kind of wish I would have had that, you know, more plasticity about, you know, things happening the way, you know, I'm, I'm very control oriented. And so to have that, you know, plasticity is, is I think really helpful, you know, for, for a new mom. So, so yeah, but you. I, you know, I can't say, you know, and stuff definitely did happen that I did not want to happen. Pretty much everything that I didn't want are to you, happen. Are you happened. comfortable talking more about that? Yeah. So, you know, I was 39 weeks pregnant and just was going for my weekly appointment and go to the doctor and, you know, my blood pressure's up and I had some protein in my urine and they're, you know, becoming concerned about preeclampsia. So ultimately that day they said, all right, get your butt over to the hospital. We're going to induce you, which mm-hmm. was definitely something that I was, you know, hoping to avoid. Um, just, you know, so I just kind of wanted things to happen on their own and happen naturally as I right. think most people do. Um, so that was the initial kickoff. So, and then once in the hospital, you know, my blood pressures kind of started getting more and more out of control. Um, so they had to start giving me all these other medications, you know, to keep things safe and to protect me from, you know, having seizures because of it. And, you know, all this mm. stuff just makes you feel so crappy. And so you're trying to kind of get your mind right to bring this baby into the world. And then you kind of feel like shit the whole time. Right. So it's like, oh, God. Um So ultimately they induced me. I started laboring that night and the next day they broke my water and started Pitocin to kind of get things going further because I wasn't really dilated at all. I was like a Mm -hmm. centimeter even by the next day. And I progressed somewhat and made it to like six centimeters within a few hours, but then everything just kind of stopped. And they were kind of ramping up the Pitocin more. The pain was more intense. Um, Even with an epidural, um, it was still pretty intense uh, Mm -hmm. discomfort and pain. Um, And he just wasn't, he wasn't coming down. He wasn't making his way down, Um, you know, despite the contractions being pretty effective, you know, from what they could tell. So ultimately, because my blood pressures were still wacky, 
and just the risk associated with that, you know, during labor and everything, mm-hmm. they felt it would be safer for me to go ahead and proceed with a C-section just because I wasn't like nothing was progressing, you know, with a vaginal delivery. Um, so was that hard even, to hear? Oh yeah. Like, so, you know, you were saying before, like being open-minded is like, you know, helpful and good, but like, it still doesn't make it easier, you know, mm-hmm. when things don't go the way you want them to. So yeah, I had moments where I was crying and upset and scared. Um, you know, I definitely didn't enter that room, you know, preparing myself for, you know, necessarily major surgery like that. Um, right. especially after like, you know, kind of laboring, you know, almost 24 hours really from when I had been there. I didn't wow. go to the OR until about five o'clock, um, that evening. So yeah, like that was definitely hard to hear because, you know, I've seen them done. And so I know what it looks like. So to right. think, you know, oh God, this is going to be me in about, you know, 10 minutes here. Uh, it's really scary. And, you know, it was definitely, um, an intense process. So, but I was really blessed, you know, I had my husband there and his family was there and you were there and our parents <laughs> were there. So, you know, I had a lot of support and, you know, I think once the initial shock of like, okay, this is the road that we're going down, wore off, you know, I just mm-hmm. like, okay, I just want to see my baby, Let's you know, do it. and I just right. want everything to be okay. So, yeah. Wow. So what was the recovery like? I know you're still recovering now, obviously. I think people don't really realize that when you have a baby, whether it's natural or whether you have a C-section, like the recovery process is not bing, bam, boom, you're done. Like it's weeks, like it's six weeks minimum. I think you're still healing, um, especially if you tear or, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's a long process and you're still bleeding. Um, sorry, yeah. TMI, but this, yeah. this podcast is all about the realities of motherhood. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a thing. How has your recovery been, um, following a C-section? So, you know, they, obviously you have to stay in the hospital a little bit longer, you know, after you have that, cause it's such a, you know, it is a major surgery. Um, and my fear, you know, it really kind of hit me in the hospital the first time, you know, they shut off all the IV stuff and got me up out of bed and my legs, like I had been in bed for probably like two or three days at that point. And, you know, just because of the induction and everything else. And, uh, my legs like literally felt like wet noodles. And I was like, oh my God, you know, how am I going to go home in a couple of days and care for this infant, let alone mm-hmm. myself? You know, I can barely walk to the bathroom alone. Right. Like my husband had to help me shower that night in the hospital just because I could barely even walk. Um, right. So that was an element of fear that definitely, you know, hit me at that time. And I got kind of upset in the hospital and, you know, but luckily my husband, he's like such a, a positive force, you know, so he wouldn't let me, you know, dwell on that and keep down. And, you know, actually I was kind of surprised how quickly I started to rebound mm-hmm. after the surgery once I did get home. Um, Cause it's kind of different in the hospital, you know, you're in bed, they don't really like you to get up a ton, um, you know, fall risk and on all of that. Yeah. But, you know, once you're home, you have other, you know, things you have to do, you know, Oh, like, go do laundry or, Oh, go to the kitchen and get this. So it's, you have a little bit more motivation, I think, to kind of get up and get moving mm-hmm. um, when you're in your own environment. So I was glad I was able to get home when I did, because I think that really helped, you know, just kind of get it going. But 
yeah, I mean, I still have, you know, steri strips and my incision and, you know, the bleeding is real. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's still very uncomfortable, you know, I mean, I can bend over and like stairs are not a problem and things like that, but like, you know, lifting certain things, I have to be careful. You know, I can obviously lift my infant son, but like heavier things, you know, I got to be careful. There's still discomfort and pain if I move a certain way. So, and how long do they tell you before you can work out? Um, I think around the same time frame, like maybe six weeks, I think it just depends like on how things go. Really? I mean, I go back to the doctor tomorrow, so I'm sure they'll be able to take a look and kind of tell me where I'm at. Um, more accurately, but. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, you know, the, the healing process after a C-section is, is actually better than you thought it was going to be. That's encouraging. Cause I know, I mean, it's so prevalent um, in the United States and all over, you know, the world. Um, So to hear that, I mean, yes, of course they're safe and, you know, you will be okay. Yes, it is major surgery, but you will be okay. And the baby's okay. I mean, that's, that's gotta be encouraging. um, Yeah. I just, you know, I think having, you know, a good amount of support though is crucial. Like I really don't know what I would have done without my husband, like those first few days, like really. It was well, and so his family too, I think is pretty supportive from what I've seen. So oh yeah, you're, you're lucky in that regard too. I mean, our family is kind of spread all over the country. Um, so that's, you know, I wish I could be there every day helping you, but I'm, it's so comforting to me to know that, you know, his mom and his family's all there too. So you're right. Yeah. Support is support is huge in those first yeah, days. For sure. So kind of the main, we've come to the main crux of the interview. Um, I really want you to share, you know, what being a new mom is really like, because like I said earlier, you know, you forget like you're sleep deprived and time goes on and you're busy with other things. Like as a mom, I mean, my youngest is three years old. I don't really remember what it was like in those first few weeks. So, really? <laughs> you know, I'm so glad. I mean, I'm sure it was crazy. You blocked um, it out. <laughs> I probably did. Yes. Um, so I'd love for you to share with us um, and our listeners, you know, what it's really like. What's the real deal being a new mom? Um, Honestly, it's kind of surreal. You know, I'm kind of in this period in my brain right now where I'm just like, is this real? Like, is this like my life? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like you're obviously your sleep schedule is totally off. Um, You know, he's kind of on his own schedule. So I'm just trying to keep up and make sure he's okay and alive. (laughs) Um, Surviving. (laughs) Right. But it's kind of weird, you know, I was on the phone, like making an appointment for him with the pediatrician. And, um, you know, I referred to him as my son and I was like, oh my God, like that sounds so weird, you know, because I don't, right. I mean, you know, you have this baby and you're going through this experience and everybody's like, oh, you know, it's going to be so different and you're going to be so different. And like, you know, but honestly, like, I'm like, I still feel like me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel like a totally different person. So, you know, to, to say that I'm a mom and I have a son is like really kind of surreal. It's really kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm still kind of adjusting to that, but um, you know, it's just not every day is the same, you know, depending on what he decides to do or not do. Right. Um, so it's just a matter of like trying to, I would say the first like four days or the first week is really just trying to like figure out your kid and like, you know, okay, what do they need? You know, what is, what does this usually mean? What, what, you know, kind of getting your basic routine down once you get home. 
Mm -hmm. um, or as best a routine as you can manage. Um, But I would say like, honestly, I know every kid, you know, every baby is different, but he doesn't cry for nothing. You know, he doesn't just sit there to cry, to be cute. (laughs) He's either hungry, he's dirty, he needs something. So that's kind of a reassuring thing I would say is, you know, at least in his case, it's not just like crying in vain. Um, well, and it's honestly probably indicative of his personality. Like, you know, people say their siblings are so different. Um, I know my two, like I could tell right away what they were kind of going to be like. And Nash was like that too. Great sleeper, you know, didn't cry, didn't fuss over, you know, minuscule things unless he was having, you know, some gas or something like that. And I couldn't figure it out right away. But DC, on the other hand, would, you know, squeak and squawk at like the slightest thing or just because he wanted to be held. So I think, you know, for your, for Jackson, that's, that's a good sign for your future. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, we're hoping, I mean, I didn't say he was a great sleeper, but (laughs) (laughs) we're working on that. He's brand Um, new. (laughs) I know he's like literally just over a week old, so I'll give him a break. (laughs) So what are some things that you're already doing, um, to, to kind of take care of yourself and to make sure that you're not kind of just cast to the side? in the world of like self-care and, you know, importance. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like we were home from the hospital for like two days and I was still like kind of slow to get around and sore and everything, but I was like, I have to get out of this house. Mm. Um, so we all just like went for a walk, just like basic walk around the neighborhood. But like, I think even just like mustering up, okay, I got to get, you know, the stroller together, like get him together, like da, da, da. You know, it is a little bit of, a little bit of a process, you know? Oh yeah. Um, you know, just to do something simple like that, like made me feel so much better. Like just to be outside in the sun, walking around was like a big difference. Um, You know, and then this past weekend, you know, we went out to this um, farmer's market with him and then ended up eating, you know, having brunch and just like trying to just kind of be out and about and like do simple things, like nothing crazy, but just to try to be, you know, somewhat normal, you know? Right. I don't, I mean, I can't see myself just like being holed up in the house for like three months. So I'm on maternity leave. Like I can't do that. Like, right. so it's important for me to kind of like do different things and, and get out and about, and, you know, well, my husband, and to continue living. I mean, I feel like that's right. so important in creating normalcy and, and even a routine for him is right. to, to not totally change everything. I mean, everything has changed. Yes. But to continue living your life. Absolutely. You know, and like my husband, his first day back at work was today. So this is my first solo day with the baby. Oh, wow. So we'll see how it goes. Um, But we've already agreed, you know, he'll get home like probably around five and I'm going to go get my nails done, you know? Um, Oh, wow. And we're going to kind of take it in shifts and just kind of switch off and, you know, get get some stuff done, you know? And just, you know, I think stuff like that is, is important too, just to like things that you enjoy, you know, and make you feel good to try to maintain that as much as you can. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I want to foster here with this show is, is, is letting women, you know, kind of come to terms with, you know, yes, being a mother is so important. It's so crucial, but at the same time, you can't forget yourself and you can't stop caring for yourself because you do have these other people depending on you. Because if you don't care for yourself, everything else falls apart, you know, and you can't, pour from an empty cup, you know, as, as much as we've heard that it's so true though. And it really took, I think having kids for me to 
to realize that and to say, you know, to step back and say, whoa, I mean, I'm getting pulled in all these different directions, and I'm, but I'm not taking care of myself. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm snapping at people or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm angry and I don't really know why I'm angry or, you know, something's not right. You know, I need to find homeostasis again. And so, yeah. you know, you going to get your nails done, something small, and, you know, right. it's not something that'll take a long time, but I'm telling you, you'll come back and you'll feel so much more loving and so much more re-energized. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. I don't think I had that wherewithal when I was a brand new mom, you know, week two, like I definitely did it. So good for you. That's awesome. That's really inspirational. Yeah. I mean, we're just, you know, honestly, we're just taking it one day at a time, one week at a time. Um, you know, no big major plans at this point, but, um, so far so good. So, you know, it's, it's definitely not easy. Um, and you know, it's definitely something that I cannot imagine doing by myself. Um, Mm. and props to anybody and everybody who has had to do it by themselves, because I just can't imagine, you know, how difficult that must be. You know, my husband and I were talking about that. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of a daily, a daily grind and just kind of seeing what each day brings, you know, and how he's changing and and all that. So, but, you know, honestly, it's pretty cool. Like I have not had a moment despite being sleep deprived or, you know, hungry or dirty or whatever, you know, where I I would be like, oh man, you know, I think we made a mistake or, you know, anything like that. Absolutely not. Oh, well, that's awesome. That's, that's so encouraging. Um, so my final question, and it's a question that I'm going to be asking every guest that I have on my show in one way or another, um, to kind of close out the interview and just to kind of bring some overall perspective, you know, something useful to the listeners. Um, and the question is what's something that you've learned that you wish someone would have told you, um, about new motherhood or about your circumstance since Um, having, since having your baby? I think, you know, and granted, I feel like I got a lot of input and advice, um, you know, going into having this baby, (laughs) um, everybody kind of has, you know, wants to share their stories with you and what to do and what not to do. Um, but for me, I think it's just the fact that, you know, not everything is going to come naturally to you, you know, just because you birthed this child doesn't mean you're going to know, you know, how to change a diaper or what this means, or, you know, what to do if, you know, he's crying like this or, you know, what to check for. Like, it's just not necessarily going to come naturally and that's okay. Um, you know, I think a lot of people expect like, Oh, you know, I read all these books and you know, when I'm a mom, like I'll just know cause I'll be bonded and you know, that may not happen. And, but that's okay because, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, you basically kind of getting to know your baby and getting to know yourself in this new role. Um, and just trying to, to figure it out, you know, with your partner. And just having that self-acceptance and self-compassion. Yeah. You cannot be like so critical of yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's definitely been some long nights where I'm like, I have no idea why you will not sleep. I have no idea Mm -hmm. what to do next because I feel like I've tried everything. Um, You know, and you kind of, you get frustrated with the situation, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's happy, he's safe, he's okay. Um, You know, you kind of have to give yourself a break. You're not always going to know the answer. Well, I love that. And I think that is going to touch so many women listening to this and 
and women who haven't had their kids yet or are thinking about having kids just to, to hear that because it's, it, I completely resonate with that. I completely agree with that. Um, so I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, you know, agreeing to be on the show. I think it's going to help so, so many women, um, just kind of be more calm, just be more calm and more self-accepting, you know, on this crazy journey of motherhood. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Joyce. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.